Do you want to get smarter about your health but feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction? Well, I deeply understand that, and that's why I want to find a source that we both could trust, you and me, and I found this podcast. So let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter, healthier choices every single week. And don't just take my word for it. (laughs) Avid podcast fan Joanne's Apple Review says this. Joanne's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is always informative and always understandable. And that she's definitely a healthier person listening to this and following Zoe's advice, which I love. We love sources that you can trust. And if you're ready to join millions of others like Joanne, transforming their health and like me, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to your podcast. I promise you will not regret it. It is an awesome show and I've learned so much from it. Go check it out. There are some people in this world who truly can just exist and inspire others in the process of living their life. And the two people that I have on today inspire me so consistently with their love story, with their with their passion for adventure and travel and for living an unconventional life while still acknowledging the ups and downs and ebbs and flows of being a creator, being an entrepreneur, and just being really fucking real. We've been friends on social media for a minute. I'm literally obsessed with them. I'm absolutely so invested in their journey, in in their love, in their friendship also. It seems like they just have such good rapport and such good connection between them because to travel the world, live in a van, and, and be in a partnership is I can't even imagine doing that full time with my partner. I feel like we would literally eat each other's heads off. So these two people inspire me so fucking deeply. I look at them and I look at what they share and they so beautifully celebrate queer love. They so beautifully celebrate adventure and travel. And like I said before, living an unconventional life and inspiring others to be brave enough to live life exactly how they want to. It constantly inspires me. I feel so lucky to know them. I feel so lucky to see them for who they are and to have them on Skinny Dipping today. Skinny Dipping fam, this is Tori Prince and Sarah Yak, literally my favorite couple on the internet. I'm obsessed. Come to the mic, guys. Welcome to Skinny Dipping. Oh, you are so sweet. We are obsessed with you, too. We always talk about you in the podcast. Absolutely, Kayla. That was like literally the sweetest thing I've ever heard. I felt myself tearing up the whole time. And I just want to say that you inspire me so much, too. I've been following your journey for years and the way that you've created this life for yourself and you created this like online safe space. Your podcast is a safe space for me and I know it is a safe space for so many people. You have so much insight to share and I'm honestly just so honored to be on here. Thank you guys so much for making the time on your journeys. Tell us, where are you now? Like you guys have traveled all over. Where, where are you now? We are currently at the end of our Bali trip. So we've been here for a month in Indonesia. We started with a group trip in Bali and did a couple cities around there. And now we are island hopping. And so we, there's some small islands kind of outside of Bali and we're on our last one. It's in Lombok and we're staying at these beautiful dome hotels. It's just these like white, it almost looks very Greek, like not even Indonesian. And the view is beautiful. Like there's just ocean forever behind us. 
And how long have you got? Oh, wait, you go first. It's all good. (laughs) Online thing. (laughs) We're on a four-month Asia trip. So before Indonesia, we were actually in Japan. And after this, we're going to, I think, three more countries or four. Okay. And before this trip, how long were you guys... How long have you guys been, like, I guess the term is nomading. I don't know. Just, like, living on the go, living in adventure, living in travel. How long have you guys been doing that for, maybe on your own and also as a couple? Because I feel like there's so many people listening right now that are just like, oh, like, I want that too. Like, I want to travel full-time too and have that life. Yeah, so I've been traveling for over four years full-time in the van that I converted in the United States. So I I dropped out of college. I bought that van, converted it myself, and have been living in that. Before that, I always traveled part-time. Like It's always been my passion to see as much of the world as possible. And just getting the van kind of enabled me to invest a lot of time and money into building a business and creating and like building that job of my dreams. And then along that journey is when I met Tori, which was about two years, a little over two years ago. And then we were traveling part-time for a year and then full-time for like the last year and a half. Yeah, it's been about two years for me traveling full-time. Wow. That is how, I guess the main question that I have, and I also will like address this too, because I mean, I also live pretty nomadically I feel like I come back to Maui and like regroup myself though I'm not like constantly on the go like you guys um how do you find the bravery to you know drop out of school or just even by taking on a job that is nomadic by creating a life creating a job for yourself so that you have the ability and privilege to have the time and money and energy and freedom to travel how do you find the how do you find the bravery how do you find just like that chutzpah that you need to like step into that because I'm sure so many people are just like I want that life because I know when I was younger all I dreamed of was fucking travel and now like that's all I do I also dropped out of school too Sarah I like went to school for two years and I dropped out because I was like I want to travel and that was in 2019 so I like traveled for like six months before like everything in the world shut down and I was just like thank god I did it you know like there's that aspect of don't don't wait don't wait till it's the right time or don't wait until, you know, you think you need to have everything figured out. Like, how do we find that bravery? How did you guys find that bravery? Whew. It's, it's been a journey for me to find that bravery. I've been dreaming of the life that I have now traveling full time since I was young. Like I remember my grandparents coming back from their travels and telling me about it when I was little and just knowing that that was part of my purpose. Like I, have been passionate about like photography and videography since I was young too. And so I found that I could put those together. And so I've had this dream since I was young to be a content creator, to be a traveler all at the same time. And it's been a journey for me to get there. There's been so many times that fear has held me back um, years. Like I didn't, I didn't follow through with my dreams for a very long time. For a long time, I held back on my dreams and I didn't do what I had always been dreaming of doing because one, I didn't feel like it was something that I could actually do if it would make me money, if it would be, I don't know. My mom has always told me like, you need to get a real job. And, um, yeah, I've just kind of been pushed in the like corporate direction instead of following it like the creative path. And I've always known that I wanted to be creative, but I didn't 
follow through with those dreams until I was at a breaking point of feeling like I had just been holding back for so long and I needed to break through that. Mm, and, and what that did that about- breaking point feel like? Like when you're like, can you like take us back to that breaking point? Like what did that feel like? Cause I feel like sometimes people might be in it, but they might not even be able to identify that they are at their breaking point. So for you, what did that feel like where you were like, no more. I've been holding back. I am not living the life that I want to live. I'm ready to fucking step into my power and be brave and do what I always know that I wanted to do. Like, what did that breaking point feel like for you? Cause I feel like for so many people, that breaking point is the shift, you know, I know it was for me too. Yeah. I was in a relationship for three years that was very codependent and I feel like I lost myself in it. And three years is a long time to feel that way. And I didn't realize until um, we broke up, I had this clean slate of feeling like, oh my gosh, I spent these three years not going after my dreams. I wasn't even spiritually aligned. I wasn't doing what I wanted. I kind of just piggybacked off of she wanted in life. And when we broke up, I broke down. I was in the worst mental state of my life. I felt like I didn't know why life was like worth living anymore. And it was a really dark time. But then after that time passed, I felt like there was this new chapter in my book, my book of life. And I was the writer and I could write a story that I was proud of living and that I was always proud of living. And I think it just took me getting to that dark space to realize that what I, to realize what I really wanted out of life. And I just started taking action from there. I did a lot of visualizing visualization meditations um, of finding my highest self and realizing what I wanted to be in life. Um, I started posting a lot of content online and my first like thing that blew up (laughs) um, happened around that time too. And it just felt like I was now aligned with a path that I was meant to be on. And the universe kept showing me signs of what needed to be in order to happen in order for the life that I dreamed of to happen. And it kind of just like spiraled so quickly from there. It felt like three years I was like locked in a bubble and then I broke free and it all just happened so quickly. It was like dream after dream after dream. And it was happening like rapidly. (laughs) I was, I'm so grateful. Such a death and rebirth. Dude, thank you for sharing that. Cause I know it's like, so I can feel how heavy, how heavy that feels for you. And like to speak that and share that is so impactful and inspiring for others. Cause I'm sure there's so many people listening that feel that they're in that death part of the death and rebirth. They're like, what is even going on? Like, I feel like everything I once knew no longer is. And it sounds like you're really in that chrysalis for three years, like almost like a waiting period. And then there's just a part of you that was just so ready to just go. And I just think that's so beautiful to reflect back and be like, wow, it all happened so quickly, but also you put in so much time during the waiting period. You were just like patient with it. Even if you didn't consciously know there was a part of you that was being patient for you to be now ready to like have everything that you wanted. And it sounded like that death part was really important for the rebirth was with Sarah. For, oh wait, you tell me what you're going to say. I'm just wondering if Sarah had a similar experience. She definitely does. I was just going to really? say, okay. That. 
Um, I was going to say that I just resonate a lot with the butterfly. Me <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <just> too, dude. <laughs> Me too. Like, I just love the butterfly because she just shows us that the process of death and birth and unbecoming and rebecoming is just such a natural part of life. And yeah, no, I think I'm going to like, I think I'm going to share this in this series. I think I'm going to share this on Thursday. I don't even know. I don't, it depends how long it takes me to edit it, but I was like, I need to, I need to like share this ASAP. And Sarah, for you, like, what was your process? Like, did you have a death and rebirth moment? Did you have a chrysalis butterfly or what was your experience like? Yeah, definitely. Ours is very, it has similar themes for sure. Cause I grew up with an Asian mom who there, I've heard this quote and it just, resonates so much for me that Asian parents, you can be three things. You can be a doctor, a lawyer, or a failure. And that's definitely how my mom was. She was like, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, or you're going to be homeless. You're going to die on the streets. Like she was very, had a lot of limited beliefs around just pursuing a career outside of the norm. And that just comes from her background as an immigrant parent too. And just like growing up really poor, But because of all those limiting beliefs I was constantly fed, I really had this really deep ingrained fear mentality around pursuing my dreams of being an artist and making money off of art and being a writer one day or like, you know, a YouTuber like I am now or creating content, selling my paintings, stuff like that. So it took me a really long time to step in my power and believe in myself because I feel like I didn't really have a lot of support around me. Like even my friends thought I was crazy and all of that lack of support just made me, yeah, I I stayed for a long time in that fear and kept going down this path of college, even when I knew from the beginning, I didn't want to do it. And then at my breaking point is when I finally realized like, I feel so bad right now that I am willing to die trying for my dreams. Like it would be worse for me to stay in this state than for the absolute worst thing to happen while I pursue my dreams. So that's when I did drop out of college and I took that leap of faith. And actually, I think it is a little bit the opposite of Tori in the sense that it wasn't that rapid growth for me. Like it actually took a long time for me to kind of get my footing. And I did, it took me like years to even save up for the van that I built. And then after that, it took me years to monetize my content in a way that was actually stable. Like, so there would be like a month where maybe I would get, you know, it's just so inconsistent. So maybe one month it would be good. And then another month it wouldn't, and it never (laughs) felt like super secure. So I would work seasonally and then kind of supplement my income with things that were coming in from my art. And now I'm finally at a place where I feel really good with that realm of it too, like financially supporting myself off my art. Yeah. And that's, it's a crazy thing when it does happen in that slow way where you have to just keep moving forward and keep believing in yourself without the fruits of your labor necessarily being shown to you in the physical, but you like feel it. Like, was there a part of you that just like knew, like no matter like the doubt and the living beliefs that like came in from your upbringing, was there a part of you that just like knew you were like, no, I feel like I can fucking do this or like what kept you going? Yeah. I think in my head, I just had so much, I mean, I've wanted to be an artist since I was a kid. So I think there's this inner knowing and like passion and also just something clicked where I was like, this is my purpose. The reason I'm depressed is because I'm not living in, in alignment with the journey to my purpose. And when that happened, I was like, I will stop. Like, I will not stop until I get there. So in my head, I thought if I fail and fail and fail and fail, but if I keep trying, like 
eventually something will happen. Eventually I will achieve at least some of my goals and dreams. So I think having that belief in myself was really necessary because if I gave up, you know, then I wouldn't be here because it did take longer for me. Can you tell me more about what you just said? I want you to like maybe go in farther to what you said that you felt like depression reflected you not living in alignment with your purpose. Do you, do you both kind of resonate with that or, or when you've struggled with your mental health, either with anxiety or depression or just overall seasons of feeling low, do you see that as a common theme of, of maybe not living in alignment with your purpose? I think that, and like when I look back on when I was in the lowest points of my life, it was always because I was on a path for someone else that someone else wanted for me, that my mom wanted for me or my parents. And I've, even though obviously like you might have your dream life and there will still be lows, there are still days and seasons where I'm like not feeling as good, but never to the extent that it was whenever I wasn't living in alignment to my purpose and my path. It was just a whole level, level, a whole different level of like darkness. Yeah. What's coming up for you right now, sweet Tori? I just like, like you guys are just the most wholesome people I've ever ever met. Like, I just want to love you guys and dance with you and, and just ecstatic dance with you guys. I feel like we would have the best time, but yeah, tell me what's on your heart. I want to know what's on your heart because I see your eyes moving and I'm like, okay, she's thinking. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, initially when you said that, I felt that actually being in my darkest spaces sometimes is in alignment for me. <laughs> like, I think I need Say that, more. that death and rebirth, like, constantly. It comes throughout my life a lot. Like, I struggle with anxiety a lot, um, and I get really low, and it get, and it happens often. Like, I'm not, I'm not a perfect person. I don't have it all figured out, and I struggle a lot with, like, just random things in life. And I think that I always come through the other side 10 times better than I was before. Like, I think I learned so much in those dark spaces that I honestly am really grateful for them and I'm happy when they come up, maybe not in the moment, but after I'm like, whoa, I see the light brighter than it was before. No one, I love that because I always see it as like, it's kind of cliche, but sometimes I think things are cliche because they're just truth, like common truth. And it's like the yes. pullback of the arrow, like you pull back to shoot forward. And I really do also feel that with myself too, that the lowest places I've ever been shot me into the brightest places I've ever been. And mm. I think that I was, I was talking to my friend today and she was just like, oh, like, I just feel like I just keep getting like fucking knocked down every single time I stand up. And I was like, girly like chaos and suffering and bad things happening i'm almost realizing now as human like they're inevitable like the pullback the lows the cycles of like having a season of of deep like growth and and success and just like brightness and and friendship and connection and celebration and then seasons of lows and and sadness and grief and and deaths and rebirths like I'm seeing that that's just literally what life is and I feel like the sooner that we can accept that and like you said almost like see it as like well I know what's on the other side and what's on the other side is a lot brighter I feel like I can see clearer that's like that's what you said you're like you can see better like you can see Mm -hmm. clearer now like I think that's so beautiful to come from that place and and if anyone is just feeling like they're just in that season of just like death and rebirth. And they're like, when's my turn to like celebrate? Like 
what would you say to them? What is the advice that you would either give your younger self who was struggling with that or somebody who came to you and was like, what, how, how do I, how do I move through this? Give yourself so much grace because when you're in a dark space, you're not always acting as your best self and make sure that you give yourself the tools that you need in order to move through it. I think that sometimes when we're in dark places, we don't want to help ourselves and we feel like we just want to stay there. And like, I just want to be stuck in my dark little bubble and never come back to the light. And I think that it's really important to set yourself up for that like growth and like coming to the other side, even though it feels hard. Um, And for me, it's like doing yoga, moving my body and meditating, journaling, and analyzing my thoughts like really deeply so that I can understand and like read back um, what it is that I'm actually feeling and what lessons I need to learn for it, from it. And it's obviously like much harder said than done, but I believe in the power of like going through a dark space and getting to the other side. And I think it's just important to most importantly, give yourself the grace. <laughs> I agree. I think we can be so hard on ourselves and there's just times that we just feel like what is like the fucking point. And I think to come to a space where you're like actually to experience is the fucking point, like literally to be in this space that doesn't feel so good right now. So that when I am in a space that feels better, I have deeper appreciation for for where I am and where I came from. And I love that What for for you, Sarah, like what what is the thing that I guess my question for you honestly more so comes from what was coming up for me when you were talking was the limiting beliefs and um with family structures and like you said like being raised by an immigrant parent like and and the limiting beliefs that come up with that how have you allowed yourself to transcend those limiting beliefs because I know that, yeah, for me and my journey, the limiting beliefs that I've gathered from my parents, those are the hardest ones to like unmask and reprogram and forgive and, and to move through. So for you, how do you transcend those limiting beliefs? Because I really see them all connected. Like the, the, like the struggles with our mental health and our purpose and the deaths and rebirths and the limiting beliefs. Like I feel like it's all an interwoven web of, us, like I said before, unbecoming who we are not and becoming everything we actually are. So for you, how have you transcended that? And even if you don't have it figured out, like I'm sure there's days where it's like, yeah, like you're like, you're like, I'm still working through it, obviously. Yeah, for sure. But I think when I, when I think back to the darkest moment in my life, right before I decided to drop out and I was really depressed and I was just battling with, can I do it? Like, will I survive? You know, because of all of that conditioning from my parents. The thing that transformed my life the most was, yes, I did like night hypnosis and stuff like that. And I went celibate and I stopped drinking and I did a lot of like extreme crazy, but monumental and transformative things. But the most important for me was a visualization journal. And I stuck to it so rigorously. Like I still do it now, but not to the extent that I did when I was in that dark place because I knew I needed it so much. So every single morning I would wake up and I would journal, but I wouldn't journal my day. I would journal a day that I didn't have. 
as if I was having it, like my dream day. So I have these journals and it's remarkable actually how similar they are to my life now five years ago. But I would wake up and I'd write in my journal like, I woke up today in the forest in this in my van and I would do it in like present tense. But I didn't have wow. a van and I wasn't in the forest. And I would write these details of different things that happened. Like literally I would write down like the meal I ate even though I didn't eat that meal. And that went on for like I think a year wow. of just journaling every single day this like life that I didn't have. But Manifestation queen. <laughs> what? I did not know that. I feel like you don't really talk about that on your on your pages that much or I haven't seen that. Like that is – an amazing piece of advice like a manifestation um when I first started getting into my spiritual journey that was one of the first things that a older mentor friend of mine taught me was like scripting and like literally just writing out your life as if it is something else and what you want it to be can you tell us more about that I'm like because I think when we are in such a dark place I think it's so important to feel your feelings and feel to heal and to look at what's going on and and to do the shadow work and at the same time it's also so important to have hope and to have something to look forward to and to redirect and shift our energy towards what feels good, which is a life that we could possibly have. Because I believe there's literally an infinite amount of timelines. Like I literally see it like a fan and there's like so many different little timelines and it just seems like you literally aligned to the exact timeline that you saw and that you wanted to live. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think that so often when I personally read like self-help books or goal setting. A lot of times it can focus a lot on like these tangible steps. So like if you want to lose weight, you like drink more water and you go to the gym or like if you want to start a business, this is what you do. And there's these like tangible goals. But I do think really the thing that holds a lot of people back, at least especially I feel like it held me back, was just believing that I could even do it. But And I think that is the case for a lot of people. And that's where manifestation came in a lot for me. And even now it does because I have I write regularly in my journal. Like I said, not as much, but I still do. And I think whenever I feel that that barrier of like, I'm not good enough. I can't achieve that. Like that is my cap. And that's what's keeping me from achieving it more than those tangible goals. Cause a lot of times the, the tangible actions are actually easier than you may think. Like it is, I mean, it's easy to like easy quote unquote to like drink more water or go to the gym or like, you know, take a photo every day to post on Instagram or make a YouTube video. And I don't know. It just feels easy, but I guess believing that you can be the person who goes to the gym every day, or you can be the person who's self-employed and posts YouTube videos every day and like writes captions and shares your world with everybody. Like that is harder for me anyway. So I think that's where that played into it for me was that manifestation journal and just, yeah, breaking down those limiting beliefs. I literally love the actionable steps for that because I mean, they've done so much research and they've shown that literally what we visualize in our head or what we see in VR, like virtual reality, like all the new toys coming out and everything, our brains literally can't tell the difference. And they've done all this research, like checking people's brains in reality versus like in their imagination and how our brains literally can't tell the difference. So when we do our visualizations, when we just sit there and journal and write about what we want and imagine what our life could be, our brain literally doesn't know the difference. And, and like you were saying, it's getting familiar with the feeling like, Oh, I can do this. I can be this. And I feel like for a lot of people, that's why like we stay in certain 
occupations that our families were in, or we stay in certain relationships that we saw, you know, our siblings or our parents were in because we see these things and we familiarize ourselves with them. And maybe it's not what we actually want. Maybe it's a toxic relationship. Maybe it's a job that just doesn't feel called to us. And yet we think that's all we can do because that's all we know, you know? And it's like, how, how do you know if you don't know? So I literally love that because I'm going to literally start doing that. Like, I feel like I already do that in certain ways, but not every single morning, just like taking five minutes to like write down what a cool day life could be in the yeah. future. But now, uh-huh. yeah, honestly, I need to do it again. Me talking about that. I was like, <laughs> wow, I haven't done that as hardcore as I did at one point, but like what and you it said worked. about, yeah, it definitely worked. And also what you said about visualization and all of the science backing it is so true. And I think a lot of people kind of discard it as this woo-woo spiritual thing. But one of my favorite studies was actually, I think Harvard did it maybe. They had two groups of people and one of them was tasked to study, like actually practice this piano song for this many hours a day. I don't know how many, but, and then the next group just visualized it. And the group who visualized it actually did better. They performed better in real life on a piano. And it's like visualization, there are so many studies that show like it is very important in achieving your goals. And I think all the successful people, like whether they label it as that or not, they are visualizing. Wow. No, I literally love that. Tori, do you have anything to add on to this before we, cause I, I definitely want to move on to something else, but I want to like wrap up this little moment. Cause this was, I'm like feeling so fucking inspired. Thank you guys. And also moving through, you know, acknowledging that all of us and like you guys have just like been through really tough stuff. I really appreciate you guys sharing that because it's like people look at you guys and they see like the final product. They see the mm-hmm. life that you're living and they're like, oh God, like I can never do that. I'm super sad and I'm, I'm super stuck. And it's like, oh no, we've all been, mm-hmm. we've all been there and we can move through it. And then we might go back and healing isn't linear. And I just love, thank you guys for sharing that. I want to know thank what's on you. your hearts. Yeah. I, I mean, I am, I was that person for so long. So I think it is good to be on the other side of that. But um, I was going to say a very similar thing, actually, that I read a Joe Dispenza book. I can't remember which one it was, but there was a study done where they took three different groups and and it was uh, testing manifestation. And I can't remember exactly what they were doing in it, but one of them was, was visualizing something getting done and the other was taking action to get something done. And then there was the third one that put both of them together. And that was the one that performed the highest and manifesting something to come about. I can't remember what it was, but I think that that is such a true testament to how to manifest manifest something properly is to take the action and the visualization, the intention and put it together. And that creates what you want. And I, Ooh, I similarly that. did visualization meditations. It wasn't uh, scripting, but I did every single morning for so long after the breakup uh, and that whole dark phase, I was doing a visualization meditation where I go into this other realm and I meet my highest self. And every time I would wake up, I felt a little bit more like her and I started to realize who I wanted to become. So wow, it's definitely that- a good tool. No, I love that. I love that you said like the intention with the visualization and the action. I see it as like a little trine of like of manifestation. Like that's what I see in my head is like the holy like trinity of manifestation. It's like literally your intention and 
and visualization and action and like that really is the key like looking back into all the things I've manifested in my life and have created the life that I wanted I'm realizing like that was always the key I feel like people like get lost in one or the other and it's like oh no like you kind of need all three and like they all serve its own purpose to like collaborate beautifully yeah did you feel that with starting a podcast yeah, I think the podcast, I think the the life that I've manifested now through the podcast was a little bit more unintentional. It kind of more so fell into my lap through, you know, I started it with my friend and um, somebody asked us to do it and it just kind of like fell into our laps like in a very interesting way. But I feel like wanting to make it my career, I feel like that really has been the key is just like setting my sights and being directional on what with what I wanted I feel like that's the intention is like being directional like what do I want like I want to be able to like literally live off my podcast like I wanted to like make me millions of dollars and I wanted to reach so many people and I wanted to be huge and having that intention and and then having the actionable steps of like okay I literally have released content like literally almost every week for like a year and a half and then almost like two and a half years like inconsistently and having that action and that commitment and that dedication I feel like has been has been key and then with the visualization I have done visualizations around I've done I've done visualization work especially like with my therapist and somatic therapy but I feel like I almost do it in a way that's not intentional I think I don't like sit there and like necessarily like visualize visualize and manifest, but I feel like whenever I come back to the podcast, there's a part of me that just knows what it could be. And then I see it in that. And I think this comes back to what you were saying, Sarah, is like knowing that you can do it is just like the key. And, you know, based on people's upbringing or, or based on what they've seen other people do, we gather these limiting beliefs that result in self-sabotaging behavior because there's a lot of responsibility that comes with pursuing your dreams and taking full like radical responsibility for your life. And I think that can be super scary. And I know in my journey, I've held myself back and like, I still am like moving through these blocks. And I think for me, I do see the vision and I think it's part of me just like being like, okay, like I can believe in that vision. Like I don't even need to like sit here and imagine it because it like already is like, it's like if you know you're going to get a text from somebody, like you're not going to check your phone over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, you know that the text is coming. That's kind of like how I've been trying to lean into everything with the podcast is just be like, I'm just going to keep trekking along and then eventually everything's going to happen. And for me, I really like to focus on the actionable part, but I feel like, with what you guys said, I'm feeling really inspired to incorporate more of the visualization and more of the the visualization and scripting and the journaling into my life to be like, okay, I think that's a little missing puzzle piece that I need to add in. So thank you guys for that. Because I'm like, I do it, but not in a way that's like intentional. And I feel like to be intentional about something is literally everything. Yeah, definitely. I think what you were, you just said reminded me of how the quote that luck is when preparation meets opportunity and just what you're saying about the text coming. And I feel like all we can do is just be as prepared for when that opportunity comes. And yeah, like you said, just keep doing it, keep trekking along and it'll definitely happen. I love that. I love that because 
the other day, this thought was coming up at the meditation retreat I was at because um, a friend of mine there, she was saying, oh, I had this crazy experience with this practitioner and she just had a breakthrough moment. And she was like, I've been in three years of therapy and I haven't even like, you know, she's like, I love my therapist, but I haven't had that breakthrough moment, but I had it here. And then I think about like something like with me, with my podcast, like all of a sudden having like a crazy video go viral or something like that. And I'm like, oh, it just happened in this one moment, but it didn't happen throughout all these years. And I think that's where we get lost because I've been realizing it is the preparation. And for example, with my friend who had the breakthrough, it's like, okay, yes, you had that breakthrough in that session, but it's also all your years of therapy that accumulated to that. Or just like that one video going viral, it's all the work that you've been putting in consistently with your audience and with your creation to create that. And I think we get confused by thinking, oh, it's this one moment that did it. And I think we forget that it's the collection of everything that leads us up to you know, or I made it moment or breakthrough moment or whatever it is for us. And I think that what you said really resonated with me because it is like the preparation. So when the opportunity comes, you're like, no, I fucking got this. Like I am ready for this. And I really believe we only attract what we are truly ready for. So having preparation and having trust and belief in ourselves is literally everything in that process. Can you guys like relate to that at all? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I kind of wanted to get in to talking about Pride Month and your love story and kind of what it's like traveling as a beautiful queer couple. And I just am super curious about that journey because I feel like that is something that is so unique to you and like your guys' experience that like really just like I feel like makes you guys stand out and I'm really wondering about that whole what ha- what has this experience been like? You guys are literally traveling the world together in love, living your best life, obviously ups and downs, but you guys are like truly like at the end of the day, you guys are both living your dreams. Like that's fucking dope. No matter like, you know, the ups and downs and ebbs and flows we go throughout, go through throughout the months. Like you guys are living a fucking dope life. Oh, you guys are here. I can see you now. Okay. Yeah. I see you now too. Oh my gosh. Amazing. That worked out perfectly. Can you tell me what that experience has been like for you guys? It's been an absolute dream. I mean, I think (laughs) the way that people see us online is truly how we feel in our everyday life too. Like I could not be more grateful for this relationship. I've never met someone who is so perfectly aligned to like everything that I want in my life. I hope my future partner, like she's everything to me. Everything that we do is side by side and we just like flow so well together. Like we're both air signs. She's a Libra. I'm an Aquarius. And honestly, I feel like it's just so easy. Like it is incredibly easy to be her partner and to go through life with her. And we have the exact same vision for life. Um, and traveling with her is so fun. I'm just very extremely grateful. Yeah. You guys are so cute. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. But yeah, we've definitely gotten to this point of like, you know, traveling full time for the last year and a half and part time for even longer where we know each other. I have never known someone more than I know Tori. Like, I feel like I can just sense these different energy shifts. And like, if she needs something, I know what she needs and vice versa. Like, like I trust her more than anyone in terms of just being my travel person and my best friend. And I think it is also really fulfilling for us that we can share our relationship and just being two like femme girls dating where 
we can inspire and, you know, hopefully other people see our relationship and they feel maybe more confident to come out or be out and proud, you know, with their relationship. And also just growing up, I didn't see a lot of representation from two femme girls yeah, dating. So I'm glad that same. Can, no, yeah. I like you guys are so inspiring. Like, that's why I feel like, yeah. Like it, it, it shouldn't be that you guys are so unique because it's like we want more representation. And yet that's also is really special that you guys get to be that for so many people. Yeah, for sure. I think the most the times in life when I feel the most like fulfilled in being on the online space is when I get messages from people saying exactly that, that we've inspired them to come out or to like live very openly or to date this person and it just feels really good to show people that that's possible and that you can have such healthy fulfilling flourishing relationships yeah I think if there was more representation I would have for sure come out sooner and like realized my more about my sexuality at an earlier age no I literally love that and like so we were talking about earlier how you guys are traveling in Indonesia and you're saying like you don't even think queer marriage is legal there right that's what you're saying so what is that experience like traveling places that might not feel as safe and like how do you guys deal with that because I'm sure there's other people listening who really need advice on that and they want to be able to travel and love openly and and really like experience all that life has to offer without like feeling afraid like how how do you guys navigate that Mm. I think that it is, you know, the situation in certain countries and even states is really sad. And there, there's a part of me that balances, like, I want to be out and proud. And I don't think there's anything wrong with us loving each other. And at the same time, I have to be realistic about the political state in certain areas. So when we are traveling, especially in other countries, especially a country like this one where gay marriage isn't accepted, but they also recently passed a law that that's going to be enacted in a couple of years that says that um, sex before marriage is illegal and it's punishable. Like I think that you can either get jail time or something crazy, but because gay marriage isn't legal, that just makes all gay sex illegal. And it's so sad and it's so heartbreaking. And at the same time, I think being in these places, we just, we feel that the pressure of that. And so that does make us kind of want to blend. And truthfully, like we don't really show a lot of PDA or do anything that makes it known that we are a couple when we're not in in places that we know are safe. Like when we're in California or like certain places where we know it's just so much more accepted, then we're out and proud. And like, I love you know, that's when I feel my best, but unfortunately it's not always like that. And I think we also have the privilege of being two femme girls and that's where it is so easy to blend. Like people just assume we're straight anyways. And yeah. And you're like, just kidding though. You're like, Hello. <laughs> yeah. no, but that makes sense. And I feel like, and, and, and separate from that, just like being women traveling I feel like that's something I struggle with like I want to like go on these like adventures like alone like without my partner but I'm like oh gosh like am I gonna feel safe like do you have advice for that because that's something that you know I would love to like travel and even with like my even with my like friends like I would like love to travel without like my boyfriend and I'm like but still like I I feel like he's my fucking security blanket while I travel because like I'm I'm a girl and I'm just like this little girl and I'm like what do I like I don't know I get scared so 
give me yeah. advice. I like, I'm like, I need advice. Yeah. It's so scary. It really is. And you just never know what people are going to do, you know? And so I actually, I was scared about that before building my van and my parents were scared for me as well because they knew I was going to be a solo female traveler and I didn't have any friends on the road. I didn't have any partner to do it with. I didn't have a friend, you know? And so they, I actually did, um, over, I think it was maybe two years of self-defense classes. It's called Krav Maga and it's, amazing. I did it every single day. I did multiple classes. So like probably two hours every single day for over a year, maybe even two closer to two years. And obviously you do have to maintain that skill, but I will say one thing that it shifted in my brain is it's just a personality shift. It's just shifting like this submission that's so ingrained in me as a woman. I feel like if a man comes up to me, my natural instinct is to like people please and, you know, like be small and yeah, like not assert myself. But when there is a danger around, there's the shift in me where I will step up and I've even like put my fists up ready to punch this guy once because he felt so unsafe and he like approached this van and it was clear he was on drugs and he just approached in this way that made me and I was with another friend made all of us so uncomfortable and so I could immediately sense that energy I went up I had my hands up ready to punch him and I said back up like really stern and he got scared and he ran away and even the other day in an Anita yes. there was yes. he ran away <laughs> I didn't even I have love to punch that. him <laughs> It's just like an energy, you know, and like even the other day in in Indonesia, we were at this beach with our friends and this drunk guy came up and I don't know if he was a threat, but he was getting super close in a way that just felt uncomfortable. And we all kind of like not only me, but also our other friend, Maddie and you. And I feel like we all slowly one by one got up and approached him and I was like, what's going on? And just being more like assertive and also showing like, I'm not going to go without a fight. Like you can't just I'm mess around. I'm not scared. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not scared I of you. I specifically told him I am very strong. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a, just so you know, I could kick your ass. <laughs> no, no I love sure. that though. And I feel like it is all energy and like having that confidence in yourself and like, yeah, no. And literally, like you said, you didn't even have to punch the guy. You literally just had to say like, get the fuck out of my face. And like people like, yeah. you know, People will yield. Like if you all, if you like put in your intense masculine moment, like people will yield to it. And like, I think that's so true. And I know that that definitely makes me feel confident because I know that like, I can't be that person. Like I can be pretty, like I am like Mm -hmm. the one like in college, like if somebody was bothering our friends or anything, like a guy just being, being anything, I would go up and be like, you're making us fucking uncomfortable. Get the fuck out of here. Like I'm (laughs) not one to sugarcoat things. Like I'm mama bear protector when it comes to like anybody who's a weirdo. I think I'm definitely going to take some self-defense classes because I really want to be able to like travel and feel confident that I can handle myself, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, self defense classes are so transformative. Like I said, just for the innate confidence that I could take someone, you know, like I, I mean, most people who are assaulting people, they aren't trained in Krav Maga. Like they're just assholes and they might be strong and they have that confidence of doing something horrific. But if you have that training, like I do feel confident going up against people that are even, you know, that way more than me even. And I, I just think, doing those classes was so transformative because I know 
I know what to do. Like even when that happened where I like put my fists up and I was ready to punch that guy, I was going through like, these are the moves I'm going to do to take this guy down. Like my brain is just completely different now after taking those classes. And I honestly recommend every woman to do it, even if you're not going to travel because, you know, yeah, people can be scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. And okay. Okay. I need some actionable steps from you guys. So if someone was coming to you and they're like, I want to be a nomad. I want to be a creator. I want to do van life. Like I want to be able to like work for myself. What would be the actual steps that you would give to somebody who wanted to step into a career and a space and a life like you guys have created for yourself? Do it afraid, regardless of if you have fears and limiting beliefs about it. I think it's important to just like push yourself past comfort zone because there's never going to be a perfect time to start. Um, But in terms of actionable steps. No, I love that. That is an actual step. Like do it, do it afraid, like do it scared. Like I feel like we get so caught up in doing things perfectly. And the more that we can just turn our attention, attention away from the perfection and turn toward just literally creating and like making things happen for ourselves. I feel like that's when magic happens and we see like, oh, I can actually do this. Like, it's not that hard. I just got to put one foot in front of the other and like keep going and like eventually something will come from it. Yeah, I think perfectionism is such a thing that I've struggled with for a long time. And it's just not necessary to like be so intense about what the product is going to be because you learn on the way. Like if you never put out something online or you never go on that first road trip or first travel, you're never going to learn the mistakes that are necessary in order to get to a place where it's really flowing and comfortable. Yeah, I think that consistency is far more important than doing it, like creating the most amazing thing. So you can do one project and it's like the most amazing project. But I actually think that for me, like my advice and actionable step would be to create a very small goal, like such a small goal that you think it's silly, like it's crazy. You know, like if you're if you're end goal is to be a content creator or something. Maybe your small goal is to do one post a week or something like that. If your goal is to get fit, your goal could be, your small goal could be every single day to just show up in the gym. Like you don't even have to run just to show up. And I think through that, you're building this identity of like, I'm the type of person that posts once a week. I'm the type of person that goes to the gym every day. And again, it goes back to identity and like how we view ourselves. And once we shift that identity and we're like, oh, I am the person who like writes posts once a week or like takes a photo once a week or every single day, then slowly through that repetition and that practice, you can become better where you're creating like amazing content and like really seeing the fruits of your labor come. But I I do really think that just doing it and creating consistent schedule and also making sure the goal is small enough that it can really be sustainable and consistent because if it's too big, then you're going to do it like three weeks. And you know, if your goal is like run five miles, you're going to do that three days and be like, I'm, I can never do this again. (laughs) No, literally if it's too big, then we feel overwhelmed and we want to give up and, and, and in reality to create the smallest goal possible. That's what I always tell people too, is like, can you break it down into the smallest steps? Like literally just like take your big goal and like make it so like make the first step so small. Like you even said, Sarah, that it seems silly. You're like, why do I even have to write down that this is a step? And it's like, because then you gain the confidence and you gain the momentum and you prove to yourself, I'm the type of person who shows up. I'm the type of person who actually sticks to my word. I'm the type of person who is committed to 
whatever it is I'm trying to create. So I absolutely love that. Okay. Actionable step now for like, or just like in general, if somebody really wants to start traveling, like what would you guys say to that? Because traveling is something that I feel like I see it as this thing that, you know, is just my life. And I know that I want to do it like always, but I feel like people can't even imagine like going on that first trip or they're like, Oh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough time. I, I can't go by myself. There's all these like rules and limiting beliefs that come up around that. What would you say to someone if they are encountering like all of those blockages, but there's a part of themselves that knows that that traveling is meant for them? I think that's a, that's a question that we get asked quite often, actually. Uh, people who want to do van life specifically, they're always like, how do I start doing this? And I think that vans can be expensive like now in this day and age uh, because it has gotten so popular. But something that I really love that Sarah has always said is like, go in your car, like your little car. We know so many people who travel in a car and they've just like, it doesn't, you don't need to have it all perfect and like have it be this most grand thing. Like the van that we have is, it is grand. And Sarah d- did a lot of work to get there. But I think that before that she was in a Subaru or a Subaru. <laughs> yeah. And Sorry. Uh, I don't know cars, so it's all good. <laughs> but she did it even without having the van. And then it just like became more of a reality. And I'm kind of telling your story, but I think no, that was yeah. really good advice. Yeah, for sure. I exactly like you can go in a tent and I think people wait to have this like built out van sometimes to do van life. And it's like, I would recommend you definitely not wait and spend tens of thousands of dollars on a van. You don't even know if you're going to like, like that lifestyle is not for everyone, for sure. There's definitely challenges. And so I would recommend everyone actually go and like tent camp or travel in your car or just like put a pad down in the back of your Suburban and get some window covers. Like that's a really affordable way to just try it out and see if you like that. And in terms of international travel, I do think people have a lot of misconceptions about it. They think it's so expensive. And again, there's a lot of limiting beliefs about it, but it is so much more affordable than people realize. Like, If you are thinking that you need a lot of money, please just go look at hostels in Mexico or Bali or Thailand or like Guatemala. Like just look at the prices and you will be so surprised that you can find hostels for $3 a night, like dorm style hostels or sometimes like eight US dollars a night with breakfast included. That is, if you add that up for a month, a lot of people spend way more money on rent than you could. And I just think a lot of people do have those limiting beliefs around travel, thinking that you have to be rich to do it when that's not the case. And at those dorm style hostels, you can meet a lot of people. So even if you go alone and that scares you, I promise you will meet people. The people who are traveling are so awesome and sociable and extroverted and you're gonna have a great time (laughs) yeah hostels are the way like you meet a community there and they're so affordable and it's so true people really do have this limiting belief about uh travel international travel specifically that it's so expensive that you need to be really rich but i saved up by doing uber eats and it's not that hard to to save up that much for traveling because you really don't need that much. Like we've literally put side by side what we spend in America versus what we spend in Indonesia. And sometimes we spend way less. Even though we're eating out every single meal. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I love what you said about meeting people. I feel like that's such a special part of traveling. Like what would be your advice when it comes to 
meeting new people because I know that's something that's exciting and also really scary. Your body language goes a long way as well. Like when you are around someone in a hostel, smile at them, compliment their shirt, compliment their scarf. Like that will really go a long way. And just being an approachable person, honestly, is really great. And on top of that, I think group trips can be really awesome. Like we were traveling with our friend who she went on a surf trip and I know she met some people and we just hosted a group trip where like we all the girls that went on our group trip, they're like really good friends now. And two of them were hanging out in Scotland together after. So I think group trips can be a great way to meet people as well. And like I said, just being aware of how you're coming across and being approachable. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys just have a lot of practice. And like, I think that's also the key is just like consistency and practice and the belief that you, like you guys said, like you are the type of person who like you guys made a lot of friends while traveling. Like you just like have that belief. So like when you show up somewhere, like that is a life that you create for yourself because you yeah, have right. that belief about yourself. So I think yeah. like today I see that being like the theme of our conversation. It really comes back to like, what kind of person do you believe you are? So my final question for you guys is I think each of us should take a second and we should state the type of person that we believe that we are and that we want to be. And I think that everyone else listening, I also want you to write it down in your journal or say it out loud or write it on a sticky note and put it up on your little wall and, and write down and like the sentences, I'm the type of person that blank. And I want everyone to do this exercise, but we're going to do it for you guys so that you guys can get a little example. Cause I think that's a theme that I'm seeing throughout this episode is like with all the things that you guys encompass, it's the, it, the reason that you are able to step into this identity is because you believe that you are these type of people and you might not have believed that before, but now you've developed the practice and familiarity and, and doing, doing it scared to realize that you actually are those people, you know? So I, I just like love that. I think it's a beautiful theme. I love that it's like strung throughout. So yeah. Who wants to go first? We can all go sharing time. (laughs) Okay. Me. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. I thought I was going to get a second, but no, I'll go first. Um, Okay. Okay. I can go. No, I can go first. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll break the ice. I'll be, I'll be brave. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm the type of person that allows my purpose to guide me and shows up authentically as myself. So other people can do the same. I'm the type of person who is brave enough to work for themselves and allow myself the freedom to travel the world. I am the type of person who isn't afraid to love hard and have deep, intimate connections with my partner, with my friends, with even people on the internet that I don't even really know, but I do know, you know? Um, And I feel like I'm the type of person who prioritizes fun and play. And I'm the type of person who gets her bag. I love my money. I love my nice things. (laughs) And... That's that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was and you so it that. is. That's what me and my friends say after we say something. We say, and so it is. <laughs> I love that. And so it is. And That's so cute. it is. Okay. Okay. I am the type of person who shows up presently in the world and is fully here in all of my five senses. I am the type of person who dreams wild dreams and does not stop until I accomplish them. 
I am the type of person that prioritizes my mental health, my relationships with my beautiful girlfriend and my friends around me and community. I'm the person who attracts like-minded people into my community and builds a community online and in person. I am also the type of person who shows up authentically on my platforms and I inspire people to travel the world, to be themselves for who they are, to go vegan and to, yeah, just believe in themselves. And so it is. And so it is. (laughs) Yay. Okay. Your turn, Tori. This is great. I love this so much. This is making me so happy. I love it so much too. I love both of you guys' answers and I'm like, I want to steal this. (laughs) No, but you can. Like, whatever. Like, we all have similar dreams. (laughs) Okay. I am the type of person who goes after my dreams even though I am afraid I am the type of person who has a community of beautiful, beautiful people who lift each other up, who are open to hearing and listening. I am the type of person who is a hard worker. I am the type of person who's infectious and warm and really welcoming. (laughs) I am the type of person who loves hard and deeply and will never be afraid of that yay and so it is it is is. (laughs) yay guys thank you so much for coming on today where can everyone find sorry where can everyone find more of you guys individually together your awesomeness your journey your insight where where can we find more of you my Instagram is Tori Prince. <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> sorry, sorry to say it again. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> my TikTok is Tori Elizabeth Prince. My YouTube is also Tori Elizabeth Prince. And yeah, we we host group trips. So if anyone wants to come and be in a community of like-minded people, come along. We love to have more people in our lives, obviously. Me. Me. I'm coming on the next one. Sign me up. I'm like, I want to come. I want to meet you so bad, Kayla. Yeah. No, we're going to come to Hawaii. We're doing it. Yes. I will show you guys the best time ever. So Tori Prince and then Tori Tori Elizabeth Prince pretty much on everything and everything will be linked below, guys. Everything will be linked below. So when you want to find them, you just go into the description below and all their handles will be there. And then Sarah, where can we find you? Mine is just Sarah Yak underscore on Instagram, um, TikTok, and also YouTube. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I'm so grateful to have shared this space with you. Please enjoy your massages. Have the best time ever. And before we head out, what is just like a final piece of advice that you would like to leave everybody with after this conversation? I've said it once and I'll say it again. Do it afraid. Go after your dreams. And I believe in you. Kayla believes in you. Sarah believes in you. You got this. I love you. And just go after it. You got it. Yes. Love you guys. Bye. I love you. you. That was so good. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, so fuel up with them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. 
If you are like me, sometimes you can forget to feed yourself when you're super busy, and that's why I love Factor. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious and great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore and you can have as little or as much as you want every single week. And if this interests you at all, I'm going to give you guys 50% off only for Skinny Dipping listeners. So head to factormeals.com skinny50 and use code skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Win-win. That's code skinny50 at factormeals.com skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check it out. It'll make your life so effortless and nutritious. As the weather is getting warmer, it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I've wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul and I don't want to spend a fortune. I'm constantly wearing the 100% washable silk slip dress and people ask me all the time where I got it from. I've also now got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking on trend year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Kintz cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Kintz only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know is so important to me when it comes to clothing brands. Get warm weather ready with Kintz. Go to kintz.com slash skinny dipping for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash skinny dipping to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kintz.com slash skinny dipping.